What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, February 16th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Father Zoe, a.k.a. Southside Zoe. And with me, as always, my guy, Mr. Aldo Soto. Let me be the first to pronounce the Chicago Cubs as the Chicago Baseball Projection Champions. <laughs> Hell yes. The good Reverend K. Fid. And uh, Wilson Contreras can suck a fat donkey's, you know, hoof. He is the enemy now, and I can't wait to boo that son of a bitch. <laughs> and the sophomore we all love, NASCAR slash Rodeo Mitch. Daytona coming up is probably the only good thing that's happened this week in sporting news, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest with you. So, on Wednesday, pitchers and catchers reported, and unfortunately, the whole day in Chicago baseball was consumed by one story in particular. Um, and as Luis you know, Robert Jr. <laughs> yeah, Luis Robert is not Luis Robert Jr. Um, as you know, on this show, especially if you've been watching over the years, uh, we've never been one to shy away from a topic. You know, we, we talk about anything and everything, and everything's on the table. And, you know, we try to give our honest and forward opinions, and tonight's going to be no different. So we're going to get into that right away to start the show. And then we're actually going to talk about baseball. I know that's a weird fucking thing today because no one seems to want to do it, but we're going to do it because we're crazy like that. Just a bunch of silly bastards over here. So we're going to actually talk about baseball, and uh, yeah, let's just dive right into it. Let's tap this guy. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we here now. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for. Yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season. As always, this show is brought to you by Sports Micro, sportsmicro.com. Make sure you download the application, put on the push notifications. There's a lot going on in Chicago sports right now. Uh, you got the, well, now we're in the NFL offseason, so what are the Bears going to do with that top pick? Spring training's obviously started, and a lot more. So download Sports Micro, sportsmicro.com. Turn on the push notifications. And also brought to you by Uncle Buds. Uncle Buds on 9700 South Cicero. Um, I know for a fact that they're going to be rolling out a summer menu soon. Uh, a lot of cool new drinks on that. Some new food. Uh, one of the drinks is a manmosa. Yeah. It's, a, it's a little bit of a spin on a mimosa. Oh, no. For dudes. <laughs> uh, basically, it's got like gin and like orange juice and some other shit in it. But I don't know. I'm not a big gin guy, but it sounded good. The guy who was telling me about it was all excited. Um, I actually stopped in there this last weekend on Saturday. I had a couple drinks. It's a nice spot. Okay. okay. Uh, 
Uncle Bud's 9700 South Cicero in Oak Lawn. Uh, man, most of man. In man have you not heard of this? You have know, you never been to Austin? Here, I'll tell you what. If you don't know what it is, you probably can't afford it. And uh, beef, so, whatever you do, don't look up. Uh, what is it? A chud or a ZJ? What? No, the new thing is—is is it? It's a chud. It's better than a manmosa. Chud sounds like a weird sex thing. Dude. It is. Well, no, it's oh, it's a chud. <laughs> is it a chud? No, what am I? Am I like? To, it's something where you put like a. You sound like, like a chud right half, now. Half water. Take a big old milk carton, a milk thing, milk jug, and you fill it half of water. And then vodka. That's and called then, a Borg. Like, Borg. Borg, not Chud. Sorry, I was thinking of cannibalistic humanoid yeah, underground dwellers. Cool. Where the fuck did you get Chud from? It's, I don't know. Chud, Borg. They're all fucking... They're all I was going to say, Beef Loaf basically has residence in Austin. Yes, and how have you not had the Manmosas over at uh, the, uh, out on Rainy Street? All it's right. like the best thing on a Sunday. Bangers, Bangers uh, Brewery or whatever it is. With sausages. So everybody listening, you might want to pour a drink. Because let's just talk about what happened today, or on Wednesday. Sorry for those listening on Thursday. That could be a little confusing. Um, pitches catches reported, and uh, all focus was on newly acquired potential fourth or fifth starter Mike Clevenger for the White Sox under the allegations uh, that is currently being investigated on by Major League Baseball. Um, Rick Hahn took to I don't can't really say the podium. This is kind of what he was doing. He looked like a like a high school senior kind of posted up skipping gym class on a picture. Why can't table. the White Sox ever do a regular press conference? But there's a couple training. things about this picture here. One, notice how he's got three phones over here. Okay, so Rick's got something going on there. These two, minor league deals won't work themselves here, so that's very true. Two are uh in Arizona, correspondent here, although has reported that it is actually cold in Arizona right now. Actually cold. Can't confirm. So, so that's why I, the jacket's okay. I get that. But yeah, he, he seriously just looks like a, a high school senior that's like skipping seventh period and like is being interviewed about it. Um, I will it's like say. He's having, he gets to have a lunch outside. I, yeah, he's like. The, <laughs> uh, but I will say that. If you listened to Rick speak today, he sounds fucking tired, man. He sounds fucking beat. I mean, that guy, whoo, like, yeah. I mean, I've had, as a, a parent of a toddler, I've definitely had those days where you just you can't muster up any energy because you just, you're just dead. And that's what he the man sounded like. Um, Three phones, though. He's been on Twitter 24-7. For the oh, past two month. of those two of those phones are Twitter burner phones. There's that you gotta have a lot of those to help out. You gotta turn the tide a little bit. Um <laughs> oh. but there's a couple, so let me preference all of this. All right, everybody, all of you listening. This is gonna be serious though here for a minute. This this guy very rarely comes out, but it's gonna be serious though here. One, we've talked about the Clevenser situation at length on many different shows. So if you want to go into all that. Go back and watch the other show. I'm not spending 30 minutes on this fucking asshole. Or read Sports Mockery. Yeah, or read Sports Mockery. Hook Mitch up. (laughs) But I'm just not going to do it because, one, fuck that guy. And, two, we've already done it. Um, We haven't fucked that guy. We just did that. Mitch has been walking with a limp. But, two. (laughs) Sorry, I said serious, though. 
Uh, two. It lasted 20 seconds. Right, yep. Serious yeah, though. Last possible. Point. Sorry. So that's, two. My that's my bad. Double your normal. Time. We're going to talk about things that were said today. Okay. Things that were said today, we are going to quote. We're going to paraphrase, but we're going to talk about things that were said today. In no way, shape, or form do any of us here, and I feel confident speaking for my three buddies here, any of us here condone any of the actions that he is being accused of. But we are going to speak about this from a business side of things, because that is what was talked about today. All right? I understand there's a lot of emotion when shit like this comes out, and I'm seeing it all over Twitter, and I get it, and that's fine. Okay? But we're going to talk about it from a business side of things and what are real situations, real scenarios. Okay? I understand people just cut ties, fucking take them out back and shoot them like old yeller, pay the girl the $12 million and move on. It's not that simple. All right? We don't live in this fucking world where everything's black and white, cut and dry. It's not that simple, unfortunately. I would love it if that could happen, but it can't. All right? We clear on all this? All right. So... Couple things that Han said today about it was legally, Clevenger and his team, his agent, didn't need to disclose any of the information about this ongoing investigation when they were going into uh, negotiations with the White Sox. And they didn't, because why the fuck would they? Someone was dangling a $12 million check in front of your face, you're going to be like, oh, hold on, I got warrants. No, no, and I don't care who you are. If you're saying, oh, I would, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. And so Han didn't know that MLB legally doesn't have, can't tell Han because of the contract and the, what's it, Fids, I know you were talking about a lot. CBA. CBA, they can't tell Han about it. So I don't put a ton of blame, well, I do put a blame on Han, but I think it's lazy to just be like, oh, they didn't do their due diligence. I think they did what they could, but I also think they could have done better. Does that make sense? I don't think it was lazy. I I, I do think it's, I mean, I don't think it's lazy to say they didn't do their due diligence because they've shown time and time again, they don't do their due diligence. Oh, that's true. And this, they've, as you mentioned earlier in our chat, Mitch, they've lost any reason of doubt from us because of the stuff with Tony Omar, Tony, Omar, all the shit in the minor leagues. And now, now this, um, there was a police report that was made a couple years ago that they obviously that's public record, but the report didn't warrant an arrest. And Han admitted today that there was character issues they were aware of. And you know, fucking Han, he picks his words so fucking carefully there was character issues that they were aware of, such as the breaking the COVID protocols in 2020. Um, but they saw this as a calculated risk. I mean, it was a calculated risk just from the baseball perspective. If you're going straight off a guy two years removed from Tommy John surgery, it's a calculated risk. And then you throw in all the other baggage on top of that. And then you have the fact that he said, like, we as an organization need to maybe reassess how we do our background yeah, check. That, that was the one where that I... was kind of because you're right, he's sneaky about how he words everything. The fact yeah. that that was one of the quotes, kind of the ears were ringing after he said that. That was that was the that was the first part of that conversation that made me just like shake my head and like rub my hand over my face because I was like, you you're a fucking idiot. 
we're definitely getting rated MA after the show too, because I'm just dropping F bombs all over the place. But um the other quote that's got people up in a tissy, which I understand is a reporter asked Han, you know, are you mad that Clevenger and his agent didn't disclose this? And Han paused. Like if you watch it, that was a rare moment where you can actually see him calculating his response. Cause usually he's quick with it, but you could see like the old wheels turning like, shit, what do I say here? And he came back with, I see why they wouldn't, or I understand why they wouldn't. It's not a wrong answer. It's a very legal answer because of, you know, not knowing how this is going to play out, but yeah. Um, Han also did let people know that, where it is currently at in the MLB investigation, the White Sox can't put him on administrative leave. The White Sox can't do it. The MLB has to do all of that. Those were his direct words, Fitz. That's what he said. Oh, no, I wasn't, I was, said, I wasn't responding yeah. to that. I was, I was actually reading something to, to help. Yeah, he said his hands are tied. It's in MLB's court right now, which, because of the CBA, it is. And now, for those of you that say, well, why don't they just cut him and pay him his $12 million and tell him to fuck off? There's a problem with that, <laughs> business-wise. Again, I would have no problem if they did that. But from a business standpoint, then you have to deal with the MLBPA. Because that'd be them firing a guy based on accusations in the middle of an ongoing investigation. And then also, I'm just saying, I'm just playing, I guess, devil's advocate here. If this all plays out and it turns out that these are false accusations and they did that, good luck trying to lay another free agents. Not to mention the lawsuits. Right. And the lawsuits. Well, yeah, here's, I mean, we're talking about it from the business side, like you said, and there's the two things that were really frustrating from today. Number one, one of the reasons that a lot of people wanted to get rid of Tony LaRussa is because it was a daily sideshow. First, he had the DUI, okay. then he's forgetting a rule, then a fan's happened. Like every week, it was something. You remember Sadie saying, So Pedro Griffo coming in as the manager, you're like, okay, a lot less sideshows, just going to focus on baseball. Well, we spent a 35 minute press conference in the first day of spring training, which is supposed to be a joyous day. Pitchers and catchers are yep. reporting. And 35 minutes of a press conference, Rick Hahn is spending having to talk about this. So, like, that's obviously an issue. And then Clevenger had to talk about it. And then also you go from the business side. Like, so you're a big vibes guy. That's brutal for the rest of his teammates there. And I know he had said something to his team. But, like, I'm putting myself in a teammate shoe. I mean, they're, they're not oblivious to all the headlines. Like, right. you're reading that in the back of your head. You're like, well, this guy's kind so, of the shit. And if you're seen, like, palling around with them, then all of a sudden you got people on Twitter jumping on you. I think it's a very awkward situation for everyone around. That, uh... That did make me chuckle. Not like a ha-ha, this is hilarious, but like, are you fucking kidding? Kind of chuckle. When they're like, Mike Clevenger addressed the team before they came out. To, what the fuck did he say? Hi, guys. Uh, new guy I, here. I'm a huge scumbag. Uh, my bad. Hey, TA, this, at least they're looking at me. I don't know what else to say. Right. Hi. Well, my name is not Michael. Yeah. My name yeah. is Ben. I'm a new baseball from Sweden. There's two ways it could go. Like one, obviously everyone's thinking this guy's a piece of shit. You don't want to be seen like chumming around with them because everyone's going to jump on you. Like, wow, you're like defending him or say he pitches for him the whole year and he's found innocent. 
then his first impressions, everyone giving him the cold shoulder, and it's just going to be another unbearable yeah, it, locker room. Yeah, we got yeah. rid of the one cancer with Dallas Keuchel, and now we're starting off the season with this shit. So, like, from a business side, terrible for locker room vibe. Well, yeah. and, and then go and ahead. And you, you brought it too. I mean, this is and this is you know this is part of the business aspect of the game. It's it's shitty that this is a situation in the first place for the White Sox. Now, like you just said, Rick Hahn loses all uh, ability to like argue that he's not incompetent because of prior. Uh, you know, no, Dan Bernstein said it the best. It makes it sound like I'm not evil. I'm just stupid. Right. Well, and, but with that said, you know, by blaming Major League Baseball, the fact that that's even a loophole to blame and say, well, it's it, Major League Baseball has to do this or that they're in this situation in the first place because the collective bargaining agreement doesn't allow the White Sox to have at least some sort be privy to some sort of like red flag rule where they're like, hey, just so you know, this person is under investigation right now. And yes. Guess what? That sucks for the player. I'm telling you right now. But you know what that player does when that when that player if that player does happen to be found innocent, they sue the person that accused them wrongfully. Then they sign with a major league team. But you know the idea that you're you're dealing with millions of dollars, and these teams don't at least know that this is a, a thing. And then that allows at least the teams to do more deeper digging themselves too. They you know if the White Sox were privy to that information, I can guarantee. I mean, I'd like to think at least they most teams would at least dig deeper down to the molten lava of the situation and have a, a you know take their do you know they had time you know especially with this kind of stuff so the fact that the system is in place that 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 hides this from the team that's about to delve out this money look clevenger knew his agent knew and they still negotiated as if this wasn't some sort of thing trying to maintain the high ground in negotiations you know yeah he's going to lose millions of dollars because of uh you know if they know that this is possibly yeah but, you know, you put yourself in this situation sometimes, too. And and that's part of the breaks. And there is repercussions if that happens to be the case. Go in your case first and then come back and sue the people that actually were the ones accusing you if you're innocent. But that's the problem is White Sox, you know, might not have dealt with this. But at worst case, they would have looked into it deeper and deeper. And, and at least they would have known because you're talking about hundreds of haystacks and one needle and not knowing that you need to look for a needle in the first place. Right. You know, at least give them some sort of heads up. And if, well, if the team doesn't matter, fuck, who cares? Then they move on. He had some red flags. Like, they should have well, known that, if they were the, going with this guy, they should have dug a little bit deeper. Well, yeah, with the behavior stuff, like with, yeah. with COVID stuff and, and, you know, having, you know, being his mom being kind of crazy and, and writing monster on a box and tearing up <laughs> pictures and doing things like that. But at the same time, like an investigation that doesn't fruit charges doesn't show up on a background check and has to be sealed if the lawyer seals it. Like if they yeah. get it sealed, it's legally protected to be not there. So there's a lot of stuff in this that, that really sucks for the White Sox. <laughs> But I think if the Major League Baseball Major League Baseball had a rule that just said, look, hey, there is something here that we're looking at. Leave it at that. The White Sox could at least done their job. I mean, it's just hard to expect them to know to, to look somewhere when they didn't know that there was that. Well, to I would also them. add with the amount of red flags he had, you got to weigh risk reward. Like if it was a stud, like it's used Trevor Bauer, for example, had he had like the same sort of red flags around him before getting signed, but red Trevor Bauer's one of Cy Young. I mean, beforehand, he's a stud. So you're weighing your risk risk reward there. And you're like, all right, his talent will overcome all these red flags. I don't think Mike Clevenger's in a spot the way he's performed this past year where you're like, well, there's all these red flags and his pitch, but his pitching will make up for it. Cause you really, you're still rolling the dice with them when they have field stuff. So I don't think the risk of signing them is worth the reward of what you're probably going to get. We do so, need to be careful, though, of saying that red flags are a guy that cheats on his girlfriends. That's not the red flag. I'm saying that specific one. If you're going to use that as one of your excuses for someone to be a red flag, then let's be careful because Major League Baseball is full of dudes that aren't 
sticking with the same woman, whether publicly, privately, whatever. The, the, these guys do cheat. Um, and if you think that they don't, you're absolutely naive. I would venture to say 30 to 40% of the guys on the road are I'll doing something. So, yeah, we got our first Twitch uh, comment. Yeah. Uh, it's, first, no, it's, it's, it's our first Twitch spammer. Twitch, Twitch spammer. <laughs> yeah. He likes the show. He's a fan. Big fan, big fan, big fan, big fan, big fan of Sith side Zo. I bet he's gonna go buy a, a <laughs> battle report. Get it right off now. the screen. Don't give him free oh, shit. Like go that. to dogehype.com. Well, but, no, I just wanted to let people know if you're on YouTube, if you prefer other live streaming options, we are on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Are we really? Follow us there. Yeah, we're on no. Twitch. Look at that. I've made not, a Twitch streamer now. Baby. Not the Jay Cutler channel either. So it's all right. Let's finish your point because I got three things I want to say before we wrap yeah. this up. So, so use other things. How he treats someone in a breakup. That 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 you know. Again, you tell me if you're if you're innocent of being a dick in a in a breakup or being a bitch in a breakup. Mind your p's and q's. If you've ever not been completely faithful to someone or you want to judge someone's you know what they do in their bedroom if they're not hurting other people pipe that but it's the other stuff that's more concerning and those red flags are obviously acceptable but using i, I think a lot of people are using like kind of like uh whatever meets their they're just going to use whatever they can whatever kitchen knife they can find in the drawer they're going to use all of them and it's really weird watching just if you're going to pr- apply those standards to clevenger as a quote-unquote red flag then there are a lot of red flags even in the white Sox clubhouse and the cubs clubhouse and major league baseball in if baseball, those are red flags professional, in sports. professional sports and in just the world so here's the deal with that, Fitz, and I agree with you. Like, unfortunately, there's no rules against being a complete fucking asshole. And it no. sounds like he was a big asshole to this lady and her his kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no rules against that, which is a shame because fuck him again. I mean, even if he's innocent of the abuse and all this stuff, still fuck this guy till the day I die. But a um, couple things. One. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, White Sox fan being like, I don't know how I'm going to root for this team anymore. I don't know how I can do this. I don't, and I don't really ever ask people that listen to this show for anything, but what I am going to ask right now is if you have a friend or someone, you know, or whatever, that is like, I don't think I can root for this team anymore. A lot of men. And on the flip side of that, if you're one of those people that can't root for this team anymore and your friend still watches white Sox baseball and enjoys it, let them do that too. You know what I mean? Like it's a 60 man roster there's 59 other guys on the team that you can easily root for. There's another pitcher that was picking up trash in the off season. <laughs> Saving the yeah, ocean. Yeah, came too. But I'm just saying like. Stealing rubbish. I feel like. Son of a bitch. Like so many things in this world, like everyone handles it kind of fucking differently. And I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. Again, I don't think it's as cut and dry as people like to think. And, you know, if we keep doing our show, which, you know, spoiler, we're going to keep doing our show. And I'm going to keep watching White Sox baseball because I enjoy doing this. And I'll tell you what, right now, I'm not going to let some piece of shit, mustached asshole take away that joy from me. I'm very much looking forward to this season because I'm taking my son to his first White Sox game this season. I get to talk about White Sox baseball with three of my best friends every fucking Wednesday night. I get to go do other shows with Beef Loaf and all these other guys and have a fucking blast doing it. And I'm not going to let this one fucking asshole take that away from me. That's my point of view. That's my prerogative on it. Okay. If you're like, hey, this is enough. I'm done with this piece of shit. I'm done with this organization. I get that too. I'm not going to fight you. It's not my job to fight you. But I'm just seeing some people being like, I can't believe you still watch it. Don't do that. The gatekeeping, right? The yeah, gatekeeping. Don't, don't, don't do that. 
just just let people be them man but from my point of view i'm not letting that asshole take away the joy that baseball brings to me i'm not letting i'm just not gonna let that happen because again nobody's bigger than the game and i will if i ever ran into him in the streets and if those of you have watched the show for a long time and met me in person i am very much the same person as i am on the show i have no problem telling my clevenger to fuck off to his face he'd be probably be too high to notice anyway yeah, he'd probably think I was a lizard or some shit. Yeah, the, the unfortunate, the unfortunate thing uh, in life, and this is just anything that you enjoy. Basically, there are assholes. There are bad people that do stuff. Uh, when it comes to music, movies, TV shows, they're on your favorite team. Sometimes you don't know about it at the time. Comes out later. You're like, no matter what aspect of life. There are going to be times where, like, there's going to be bad people on something that you enjoy. 100%. And it sucks. It is like, I mean, Kevin, we've been through this twice. <laughs> I'm not, I can't sit here and be on my, on, on like, on a high fucking horse being like, oh, yeah, Mike Clevenger, like, how, like, White Sox fans, how, how can you even, like, stand for this? How can you continue to support the team? <laughs> I, I went to a, I went to a Cubs White Sox game when Aroldis Chapman made his debut for the Cubs. That came, the same season that he served a suspension for his domestic violence uh, incident. Mm-hmm. I call me an asshole. Maybe I deserve it. I, I cheered for Roldis Chapman. Like it, he was on the Cubs. Like, am I, was I just being like, well, I hope he blows every single save. Like, no. like, at, like the, and then uh, going back to Mitch, when you were saying like the, the calculated risk and like, just, and I just and like you said, Mitch, like you're doing it for this guy, like Mike Clevenger, and well, like that, that, that's what I thought that's about. My when... other point, although there was at the time they signed because they did this early, yeah, in the free agent period, really there early. There was ten other guys that baseball wise alone are Tyan better than Mike Clevenger. Yeah, that are better than Mike Clevenger. Let alone they don't have a long line of character issues that is a calculated risk. Get fucked, dude. Do you know how much of an asshole you look like by saying that? At and the like, time you signed him, there was ten other guys you could have signed. And like that's the thing, because all right, all right, and let's and you know, let's stick to the business side of it. If you're thinking it's a calculated risk, that means that you think, okay, if you think it's a risk, there's probably other teams that think it's a risk. So how about you wait it out a bit? Why are you so I think it was Jim Margulis who pointed it out? He's like, Why were you so aggressive to just like pay him right away? Right away. And whatever yeah, right concerns away. you had, other teams probably had, you could have right waited away. it out. You know why it was though? Because they didn't want to take a calculated risk on the financial side where they risked overpaying a guy that might have been a little bit better because you know they didn't want to dish out the money. They would well, rather what, when did it when did the Instagram post start? Like a month after they signed him? No, yeah, it, was, it was until January. He signed okay. in November, he signed right away. It was like two months. You know who we really need to blame in this? Roger Bosser, the sod father, was part of the reason he signed here because the mom was so nice. So you know, I think he deserves a little blame here too. The nice fields go past race, gender, scumbags. Doesn't matter. You got a nice field, people are gonna want to come there. So this is really the sod father's fault. We need that. uh, We need that. uh, The black and white uh, hands coming together with uh, Mitch and Beefloaf shitting on the sod father. But, yeah, that was my my big thing too. The the last two things I was gonna say. There was other options, and two, they should have never let that asshole speak today. 
Who yeah, that was just who said it was a good idea. I just really hope you guys wait for the results, to, the truth to come out. I love my kids, bro. One of the allegations is that you spit on your newborn. Don't sit here and tell me how much the, you love your fucking. The kids. only thing I was, I, I, I do agree with you. So I was like, like he could have just been like, uh, but like that's the thing. No matter what happened with, if he didn't talk to the media, there would have been fans being like, oh, why he can't even address the media. There's no winning here. Yeah, there was, there was like that was a lose lose situation. No matter what he said, he didn't say anything. Like fans were gonna shit on anyway. They were no listening anyway. What. What right. if you? What do you think? Real quick, real quick. I know we're we're, getting, we're approaching the uh, fuck this shit anyway moment, but I mean, with the White Sox again, it's like they've hired their cousin Sally to be the PR director, and they're not paying attention like to any kind of optics. Like, what? I mean, wouldn't there be a better solution for this? Like, maybe let let them come in, but or maybe keep them away for a couple of days. Let the other guys get their opportunity to get settled in to do their interviews to create a little bit of goodwill. Let no, you know why? Or they just decided they were just going to rip the bandaid off, like right out of the gate. I, and we're not even yeah. talking about, by the way, we're not even talking about the other guy on the team tweeting this morning. Shit done became personal because we're talking about Who knows what he's fucking talking about. Because no one understands yeah, his. That's the thing speech. though, Kevin, because if you are English and when they are, they don't make any sense. <laughs> I, a TA is very much like Wilson Contreras on Instagram, um, which I find very annoying. Um, yes. If they would have done that, Kevin, it would have been an even bigger shit show because they were going to ask every single guy, like, thoughts on Clevenger. Like, oh, every, whatever yeah, that's question. A that's a good point. That's and then point. whatever answer, like, that they were going to give, that was going to get, like, just in-depth analyst like oh look this guy's sticking up for mike clevenger or oh shit this guy whatever just no comment they could yeah. actually say no comment they actually reserve the right to say no comment and move on and if someone keeps asking that question you just say no comment move to the next one and if nobody has anything to ans- ask about the actual baseball then have a good day i'm out and so and i kind of s- snarky mentioned it but gotta think ta is kind of just like oh i'm not mad that everybody's talking about this guy <laughs> you know i think his tweet was because andrew vaughn turned off little baby in the locker room and put on uh, his country bumpkin music and he's like shit it's personal man. no it's the, are just terrible. Uh, the way his, i read it the way so tim anderson easy. tweeted it's done gone shit personal. done shit done became personal, personal. So I think I know he loves these cryptic tweets. He loves leaving shit like open for interpretation, which wants to leave this not, not at all a dangerous game, TA. We live in a 2023 is a great time to leave shit up to people's interpretation on Twitter. <laughs> Fucking solid strategy right out of the solid strategy right out of the gate. But what I think it is, it's uh MLB's doing their top hundred players right now. Oh and I don't think he made it. Well, or maybe MLB the show rating. Well, I was gonna go this He's way if you wanted to, if you wanted to transition to this already. So maybe he saw the Picota projections. I Ooh, yeah. He's taking I, it personal. I, I very much doubt Tim Anderson looks at Picota <laughs> projections. His, his Uber Eats driver could have thrown green peppers on his sausage, and he didn't want green peppers. I mean, but but anyway. I, I I really think it's because I know players pay attention to that top 100 which by the way i think dylan cease was just named number like 58 or 57 or something like that hey finally some respect for our there um, i think he's top 50 but anyways mm. either here or there or maybe um, it's something that this guy said um, no. No, it's too, too early for this. we have to All say right. who it is uh for the podcast no, listeners. Too early for, i forgot his name already it says little nerd on our, our one, picture 
wonky-eyed professor. Joey, Joey Logano. Oh, JL Nerd is all the picture yeah. says. JL Nerd. Joey Logano Nerd. Talk. Um, but no, I mean, we can get into the those projections. Now, kind of like the Zips projections, the White Sox, what were they, 77 wins on Pakota? They're at, uh, yeah, 77.7. 77.7. Right the Zips. And where were the Cubs at? The Cubs, uh, I think they were at 77 as well. But the Cubs had a better percentage to make the playoffs, correct? Yes. Yes. I just, uh, just got so, some crazy. Side, side note real quick. Just got some crazy Just got some crazy info. Our former guy, Chris Cortez, who's playing for Texas A&M, he's the Sunday starter for opening weekend for Texas A&M. Good for him. There you go. All right. So, um, the sophomore. Future so, Cub. I'm – for those of you, this under is slot, Kevin, first round Cubs. Although this is season five, right? Yeah, there you go. Uh, Nineteen. Let's see. Yeah, let's go. This is, this is season five of Pinwheels. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, because we kind of started like in May of one year, but yeah. You can go back to any of the previous four seasons and roll clip of me being like, I don't put a lot of stock in projections. I do a whole song and dance about it. Not gonna do it again because I don't. I just don't. I think projections are great said a million times i'm all about the data and all this other shit and the the technology that they use for all this but this year in particularly versus the last couple years i really 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 am doubting projections because of a lot of things no matter what amount of data they put in this is me typing this data whatever amount of data they put in it doesn't account for the pitch clock. It doesn't account for the no shift. It doesn't account for the bigger bases. It doesn't account for the pickoff rule. It doesn't account for the revised schedule. Well, it probably does account for the revised schedules. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of new factors that go into it where I don't think they know how to predict that. And then as far as the White Sox goes, there is so much fucking unknown with this White Sox team this year. This is why I was getting fired up yesterday when all the people were bitching about Pakota because I even tweeted out like happy national overreact to Pakota rankings day because it is like a national holiday in the baseball world but White Sox have a new manager who mm, he didn't do too great today with the Clevenger shit either I mean he did the very lawyer ease as well I think Han coached him up on that one what's he supposed to say I know they, they really is but um they had a new manager Who's oh, got by new... the way, breaking news on the Pakoda projections. Oh boy, what do they change? I mean, yeah, apparently these do change. Really? <laughs> because oh. actually, you know, they did change because I think Minnesota and Cleveland were like at 87, and they're up to Minnesota is now, according to the projections from Pakoda, are the are projected to win 88.2 percent. They saw the shit show, which was the Clevenger shit today. Cle- like, Cle- yeah, no, no, but no, it went in a positive way for the Sox. Well, kind of. Mm-hmm. Cleveland at 88 wins. The White Sox went from 77.7 to 78.3. You Let's guys just go. gained half a win. Let's go. But, um, Pakota projections back. But this is what I'm saying, though, about the unknowns with the White Sox. So, all new managerial team besides Debo, which still to my this day I had no idea how he's still there talk about but, baggage yeah yeah right yeah Debo's <laughs> another guy way to do your research there guys um so you don't know how that's gonna affect the team and then there's so many guys on this team coming back from injury which can go either way i'm not saying it's always gonna it, it necessarily has to be you know sunshines and fucking rainbows and shit it can come back bad but there's a lot of guys coming back from injuries 
there's a lot of guys that had the worst MLB season today, which you would like to think it could only go up. There's there's just a lot of fucking unknowns with this team. There's the balls. Un- what balls are? Yeah, again? what ball are we gonna use? <laughs> what ball are we gonna use? Another unknown. Goldilocks. Who's playing right field for the White Sox? Whose hand yeah, is I this? Know. I don't know. Who's touching me? But it's just there's a lot of unknowns going on right now with this. And that's why I personally am not putting as much stock into these projections. Now, there is a very vocal section of White Sox Twitter, which is a lot of it. But I feel like we've gotten to the point with this team as as White Sox Twitter is what I've seen. I've just, by no means, one of the things... And all that will tell you this because I've been saying this forever. One of the things that drives me absolutely fucking nuts is when people are like generalize an entire fan base. Like all White Sox fans are hillbillies. Well, fuck off, dude. Maybe I am a hillbilly, but still. Um, but like I just hate it when they generalize. But I'm not speaking for everybody because this is not. But it seems we've gotten to a point with this fan base, which I understand where any little thing that gives them oh, like a a lane to like go off into like this negative talk. They just fucking run with it like crazy. Like everybody's so, so down on this team right now. It's so disappointed and so angry. And I, again, I get that, but it's just like 78 wins. Oh, this team, fuck God. And then just go off on it. And it's like, and now it's starting to get to the point where it's getting really fucking repetitive and it's getting tired. And like, I feel like now I'm almost like the, the crazy, like, weird take guy because I'm almost being positive about this team. I, uh, Jack, I, don't know, I, I don't think I was going to add was like, you're very much a hillbilly Jack. <laughs> I get I where you're coming from. Not I, get, I get where you're coming from though. But at the same time, the big move of the off season was Andrew Benintendi oh, and, and then the nothing White else. Have given you, again, that's why I say, I understand it. The White yeah, Sox yeah. have given you a million and one reasons. I but you're right. It. You're right. In terms of like, if any, the, just the slightest thing, things, like the getting... slightest thing, and then it just becomes a like a bigger, <laughs> much bigger issue. Shout out to really Mrs. O because she can hear me ranting and just brought me down a cup of booze. This <laughs> <laughs> is too. When you look at the season, this is so you you kind of and this is what I was talking about to my buddy the other day. Uh, we were like out golfing and like we were starting to really get a little bit saucy and talking about like what you how you replace. You know, like when you, when you're a franchise and you replace someone, and you look at the White Sox, and they're having to replace their best bat. And so, when you look at the White Sox, you see you lost that hundred percent, right? And then you look at what did they add in this offseason? Now, Benatini is not a, it's not this some shit bag. The dude, I mean, he's not Pito, but he's gonna maybe make up that seventy, maybe seventy five percent of that offense, maybe, maybe, maybe better if he get, you know, it goes above the ceiling. So you're looking at maybe making up twenty five percent of what you lost. Because you you added that, and then you're looking at a, a, a roster and a lineup that literally underperformed across the board. That means if you can get five percent better than last year, uh, well, you really want ten percent better than last year from Moncada, from Eloy, from Robert, from you know uh, Moncada. From my goodness sake, I just Moncada twice. I'm not sure. Um, he needed to double it. Hey, um, Moncada, Grandall, Grandall. You could Moncada. You can close. Did, did you mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you could he also... did this when you did your opening uh, day lineup last year. Too. No, he did Robert twice. <laughs> oh, Robert. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> get the papers. Get the papers. So, anyway, but when you're doing this, you could close that gap because you're looking at maybe a 25 to 20% gap that you need to improve. And if those other guys play to their actual normal ability, they're going to make up that gap. So, you don't have 
a massive drop. And I think that's what you have to look at when you let a player like that go. Um, and so, you know, maybe you get a, a Moncada or maybe you get a, a Moncada and then you get another Moncada and, and uh, then you can do the Lombada. But no, I think that that's what they're looking at is they're trying to make up that 20 to 25 percent. And I think if the, if the rest of the lineup does perform as they are expected to and Benetetti performs at least to, to, to market, they might have a better offense this year than they had last year. Well, here's where I'm at with that. And I don't really pay attention to projections that much either. I'm into like why they said it. And if there's a lot of merit, like last year, they were projected to win over 90 games. And it's because they had a bunch of studs this year. When you look at all the projections, the big reason why that they're in the seventies wins is always the depth. And I've been writing about a bunch of the spring training battles and the depth is dog shit. Like it's almost embarrassing. Like you're typing up like some of the stuff in there, like right field. If Oscar Colas doesn't work out, they're fucked. They are like, Gavin Sheets is not a right, like he, he shouldn't be a right fielder. He, he can't play defense. Victor Reyes, I mean, he's like, <laughs> so just brought me down a second cup of booze. Yeah, oh, we're, we're two cups Very deep nice now. <laughs> he's, like, he's a cheap version of Adam Angle. Oh, so we're, this is day one night. of spring training. Yep, <laughs> Sorry, Mitch. Nation right now, you're going to go back to Davis Martin. Uh, in second base, oh, Harami's looking really good. Like, that made me crack up. He's like, everyone's been raving about his offseason. He looks really good. Like, give me a break. I was actually just about to talk about that. Oh, my God. And it's sickening. <laughs> and if oh, someone gets way. hurt, like, if someone, if God forbid someone gets hurt, like they always do, because, like, we, they, we've seen them go down like flies. There's groups. Like they got to back them up. Just and someone will hurt. get hurt because 162 games. So it's that is why I'm a little bit concerned, and they didn't really do anything. And, yeah, this year I'm buying in. To, I don't think they're going to lose – they're going to get in the 80s. It's but. it's never good it's never good when Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper sing a song about your lineup depth. <laughs> it's bad and I, that's why that's why across the board they're always like this is why we have them this low. And that's with all the talent they have. No, so. I mean it's impossible to argue the depth issue. I mean that's cut and dry. That is cut and dry. There is no. Mm-hmm. Um and then but, the, the projections are so low too because the past two years, everyone's been hurt. Right. So like, that's why the numbers are like spitting out what they are because they're like, all right, well, these guys are like, cause that's the thing we, we, we always like to think about like, these are coming from like humans. Like they're just putting into like whatever fucking algorithm right. that is Picota. And then, so they're putting all the guys' stats and whatever. And it's like, oh, well, this guy's only playing 90 games a year. All right. So we have to project it out to like, he's only going to be playing. He's not going to play a whole season. And then you're going to have to rely on Victor Reyes because Luis Robert is only going to play 95 games. You're going to have to rely on, you know, triple A second baseman because it's Romy Gonzalez and who knows who else. That actually, so, you know, we are in, he showed up in the best shape of his life uh, time in spring training. And um, the update on the, ongoing saga we're gonna to need to make like a, a days of our lives graphic for the white Sox second base soap <laughs> opera for this yeah that's actually a good idea we gotta get on that but um is uh romy romy had a hell of an off season let me tell you boys people <laughs> people are just raving about it. it's like that uh who his parents <laughs> <laughs> hey the- hey hey top 100 prospect uh, Kylie McDaniels on ESPN. Fitz, what's that guy's name? Nathan. He does the show on Comedy Central. Nathan, Nathan for you. 
Yeah, Nathan, for you, it's like when he does that thing where it's a picture of him and he's like, just enjoying this day with all my friends. Yeah. Oh, the framing's <laughs> off in the picture. They're right outside the framing. It's just like that. About All these people are talking about Romy. You just can't see him right now. But they're going to be doing that shit for the next whatever, uh, however long spring training is. Appreciate um, if he doesn't get the job, we got Hans or Alberto, the Dodgers cast off, who they yeah. could have brought back, but they they're got, contenders. So they didn't want him on their bench. So the White 20, Sox picked him up. They, they rented out a whole floor in a hotel just to house the second baseman that they signed this offseason. And if he doesn't work out, we got Lenny yeah. Sosa. It's He's like excited. they actually could do a reality show, like The Bachelor, yeah. the White Sox second baseman. That would be like a survivor. great reality show, actually. Like, that, I think oh. shit. Rick Hahn sitting me, on dude. his bench, man spreading. Well, you know, <laughs> any team would tell you that at this point in yeah. another season, no one's a completed prospect. And we're going to do our due diligence to improve this roster by looking through Charlotte. And if that doesn't work out, we're going to look in Birmingham. And I'm sure we'll find someone to help improve this squad. Uh, I, you know, I, I think everyone would agree. It's not a completed project at this point. Yep. Uh, we're going to have a Guys, day. guys, guys. Hey, put on your best behavior. My dad's in the comments. <laughs> um, yeah, you'd be like, hey, Rick Hahn, call me on one of your three phones. Yeah, Rick, you got I know you got phones or hit me with a burner in the DM, dude. But what would you call that show? Like, I mean, there's surviving, surviving second base, Sur- stealing second, ooh, ooh. Stealing surviving second, the surviving south second, side, south side second base, something south know. side survivor, ooh. second base survivor, <laughs> second base survivor. I like that. Or south side second base survivor, south, south side second base survivor. Yep, sorry, dad. Oh. SS series. Um, yeah, I like that, but I feel like that's going to be definitely an ongoing thing. Uh, as far as the White Sox side, and we'll get to the Cubs because I saw a couple pictures and videos from both sides of town. But there's a lot of videos of Yoan Moncada in the cage. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sorry. I haven't noticed it because they always wear you know pants. Yoan's sporting some tree trunks this year, man. Them legs are getting thick with three C's. The, okay. the top half. Okay. He's always been a big weight guy, though, and I think that's why he gets so many of these like tissue injuries because he doesn't stretch at all. He's all muscle. Well, the the top half, he looks like he slimmed down a little bit, but them legs, bro, he got like two trees going on down there. And... All about that base. Yeah. I'm with. By the way, I'm with Beef Loaf on the Sodfather. All these injuries, maybe it's a shitty field. Oh Jesus! Oh, that's just you too. God damn it! Although, <laughs> no, another video you can buying into all of Beef Loaf's uh, Sodfather propaganda. <laughs> A new it's 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 sodanon is what we're gonna call this sodanon. Um, did you guys did you guys by the way happen to see the footage of like the bullpens that they're running today they're running their bullpens but they're using the clocks so they're having to, like they're literally using pitch clocks as they're throwing their pens now to kind of readjust well, them have, yeah. Well, well, yeah, gotta, it's just, yeah it's interesting to watch because everyone you know they're, they're they're literally this is there's so many different training things that are going on especially with the new regime we talked about it a couple weeks ago this is the best part of uh, the preseason is watching, especially a new system being installed. Which for the White Sox, it's kind of really cool. Obviously, if you didn't get a bunch of it today, but now with the new rules too, they're having to readjust everything. So this is th- those are you know that's interesting to watch the, the pacing in a pen because sometimes bullpens are very very laissez faire. It's like throw a pitch, turn around, talk for like three or four seconds, and then get back set up, breathe. Well, and if there's go. anything the 2022 White Sox taught us, it's they're great at handling adversity. So I'm sure these rules <laughs> won't affect them at all. <laughs> And then uh, for all those people that like to yell at me when I talk about how short Andrew Vaughn is, apparently the White Sox have the tallest fans in baseball because he was signing autographs and he was shorter than every dad in the the crowd. (laughs) So apparently we have 
all my new bulls as fans for the White Sox because everyone's eight feet tall because Andrew was coming up to chins. So I got to find the pitcher, but he was signing autographs. And I'm like, he's the shortest guy in his pitcher. And <laughs> What's he yeah. listed at? Like 5'10"? Something like that. He's, six he's foot, five. I yeah, he's like 5'9". No five, five. Bro, I stood next to him and interviewed him. Like I know. I remember my, like Middle of my face. I'm 6'1". On a generous day. Like, if I was a pro athlete, I'd be 6'1". But, yeah. Maybe he gets a couple extra inches with the cleats. Oof. See if, well, see if, if he can, if he can um, hit 320, I'll get a couple extra inches. But, am anyways. I seeing, am I seeing something different with Vaughn already? With his, I'm watching him in the cage real quick. I feel up. like... We, I could feel like a, we could do a fit swing breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, again, maybe I could be absolutely wrong, but I feel like his bat, uh, his, his pre-pitch bat angle... He's actually adjusted instead of being a little more up top. Pull up, 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 Great movie. It's cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. All right, so see you going. I'll turn the volume off. But that sounded so good. I'm seeing something. I feel like his pre-pitch. Watch. Has he always been here? Like, like he's there now. He's where he's supposed to be. But I feel like slightly before. I think he's. I felt like he's dropping it. He's getting more 45 degrees with his bat head here. Like, drop right there. Like there. Is he pull always up, been- uh, pull up a. On the YouTube's, pull up a clip from. Pull up one of his uh, see, right, right here. It does look a bit higher than it usually. Yeah. Look at his hands. Yeah, look at that right there. Also it's for like those uh, Adam Von Height, the- Adam Von Height truthers out there, that's actually a 15 foot batting cage. <laughs> so he's definitely yeah. six feet tall. So that's look at yeah. I mean, he's doing a little dance here, but I mean, look at that. That, that, yeah, that the different. the 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 load or whatever is definitely. Much more noticeable. I know I couldn't even get that sentence out without laughing in my head. But just 2000. Here's 2019. Let's check it out. It's weird that you had this video. Look where his hands are. Yeah, his hands are much higher. Look at look where they're at here. Oh, look up last season. (laughs) His bat's starting more up usually. Yeah, and he's not wrapped as much now either, though. You'll notice that his bat is going. If you can see my mouse. Instead of going behind, he's ra- instead of wrapping it like he is here. It's going this way instead. It's going. It's going almost perpendicular to his uh, or parallel to his front left uh, elbow slash. And it's not as big of a load. I'm just gonna see yeah. how many times I can say load. You should need to say load. It's a lot beef load. Um, there, you there you go. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, that's just different. Yeah, his hands are way higher. Look, look where he's at here, pre-pitched too. Like as he's going in, and then he gets his hands to the right spot. That's great. But right here. This ain't it. This is, ain't even close to that. No, it looks like he's taking it's a wrapped. different path to that yep. money That's position. That's a long way to come around a baseball. Well, this Fitz brings this up. Fruit. This is a great time to remind people, if you don't watch us live and you're listening to the podcast, you can watch us live on Wednesday nights. And a good thing to do is subscribe to the YouTube There we go. 2022. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. So, yeah, I mean, he's so... Yeah, those hands are way different. Yeah, he, he last year he was just here... This year he's up and then back down. So, like again, this is this was already a much improved from the first year. But his bat is still like over here. No, you can see go, my mouse. go from that video to the the video from today, 
And I mean, if you can't see the hand difference, gotta go to here. Yeah, uh, that first uh, couple of booze went down way too smooth. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> so it takes a little Rami Gonzalez talk. Yep. All yeah, right. look at dude. Oh man, that's night and day. Now that you've seen it, it's totally different, right? Yeah. I wish that's, I could see it from a like a straight on view as opposed to a little bit back here. But the problem is he's too tall. That cross, that ten foot crossbar that's going across <laughs> blocks the view. He's he's got those hands up. It's almost like he's like in a praying position. Yeah. Um, and then he's back. Is he that an open stance too? Not that open. I don't think. I don't think yeah, he's yeah, it up yeah. a little bit. I feel like he's that's also more open. he's also taking down that that front that front side that left that left leg. He's not going up as high. He's not kicking as high. He's taking the kick down a little bit. He's trying to get to the ball a little quicker. Look, look, look at that. Which, look at his front. Look at his front leg. That, so look at it's, his apex right there. Right. There's so, a coach. So Vaughn's biggest struggle. He's got no problem turning that on fast, turning on fastballs. So look where he's at here with his front leg from last year. Yep. And then look at this year. That's okay. the that's his apex. So he's 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 quieting. They call that quieting. Yep. Uh, he's fighting down a lot of uh, so a lot of the baseball quicker. Fids as Fids the coach. Two questions. One, it's pretty well known that Vaughn has no problem getting the fastballs, but with that quieter front step and that quicker front step, is that going to allow him to sit back a little bit more on these breaking balls? It's timing. It's a timing mechanism. He's 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 reducing the noise in the timing mechanism. So I mean, if there's less noise, again, he has he can he can he can keep that leg up and keep that weight back. If you commit with that high leg kick, you're committed. Like you're committed. Now that he's kind of balanced that out, that's a much easier athletic balanced position, especially with his backside for him to actually maintain and then keep his hands back too, and not feel like he's transferred any of that weight, any of that, any of that, any, you know, that physics or the, uh, that, that power to the front. So he's trying to keep that back. Not this. I mean, it's the, um, the, uh, the energy that comes from that. It's the energy. So you got to keep that energy back. Because once you've forfeited the energy, it's done. You're all hands. So by keeping that leg kick a little smaller, it, it allows him to keep the weight back. It's, it's it's more of a really a lift and drop as opposed to a full on like leg kick, and that allows him. To, he's he's he actually has a more balanced uh, lower half now. I, I like it. I, I think that's going to make a difference. And I think that if he's gotten stronger upstairs, I think that core allows him to get his core into it. And then of course, if he's built up the upstairs, this might increase the long ball a little bit. I'm, well, I'm a little that bit. brings me to my second question, which Beef Loaf said in the comments too. This is going to help him get out in front and pull more balls, right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Some pitchers too. Some balls down the left field line too. A couple extra doubles. Line, that liner over the third baseman said, and again, he can keep back. He's not going to have his ass in the dugout if he is beat on something. He can at least stay back, and the dude's strong as shit. He can actually rely on his hands to punch something the other way. And even if he is guessing wrong or he just his timing's off, the hands are so strong because he's a strong kid. He could just strafe a ball into the right center field gap or strafe the ball, you know, strafe something over the second baseman's head. And again, we're not dealing with the uh, the shifts now too. So he might be able to just punch one up the middle. And that's why I really like Andrew Vaughn as a hitter because you saw his rookie year. He struggled a lot with hitting uh, right-handed pitching. And then mm -hmm. his next year got a lot better. I think he was batting over 300 first half of the season against righties. And now, you know, power maybe wasn't where he wants. He's trying to improve upon that. So he's constantly adjusting. And I, you know, that's why I do have faith that he can handle that first base position pretty good because he's shown he can make adjustments year to year. And he's, he's improved exponentially between between the two years. So hopefully Kraft keeps trending up here. And that'll help him against front door curveballs too, front door sliders, anything that's coming around that, that might start at his hip and then come back over the zone. 
again, he's quiet and short and he's able to maybe see it a little bit longer, maybe even, and, and know that maybe that pitch isn't something he wants to even, you know, it's not something you want to, you, you want to waste it. Just go ahead and spit on it and let it go. You know, maybe in the past he was trying to, he was getting fisted on some of those, maybe getting, you know, getting a little bit sawed off. Even. Yep. So I, 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 dude, I'm, I'm, that's, that's already the best thing I've seen today from the White Sox is seeing a little bit of difference in the Andrew, Andrew Vaughn. So Andrew Vaughn hands, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a start. On the Cubs side of things, the biggest thing that has stood out to me is the, the picture of Seiya Suzuki. Checked. Brick Whoa, he is fucking yoked, dude. He, best shape of his life, I think. Oh, he's easily the leader in the clubhouse <laughs> for best shape of his life. Like, without a doubt, this spring training. He, homeboy is jacked, dude. And bonus points to him for wearing a Bears hat. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that was super random. Like, it was, super it, was, it random. was a cocaine bear hat. Um, I hate to break it to Bears fans. It was a cocaine bear hat. Um, for the but, I mean, he looks... Homeboy put in some work this offseason. That's why his Pakoda WRC Plus was 198, man. Shit. And then uh, they're really, really beating that drum for Madrigal at third, huh? No, I, that is, that is, God, that's, hey, 29 other teams. <laughs> this guy can maybe play third. And you know, they're not beating, they're not, I mean, it's not even really beating the drum. It's going, hey, we'd like you to take some reps over at third and you, Maybe you get in like 30 or 40 fungos and you move over to second and you start going back to work. Yeah, but obviously the media and the people that are taking the picture like, oh shit, it's like it's like a quick go over here. It's a it's a unicorn. Get the long lens. Let's go. I mean, get the long now point it downward a little bit. You're, Still you're haven't seen a throw though. I don't That was one of the weird things I read the article about. And like the title you know, of the article was like Nick Madrigal thing. to prove that he can play third base and blah blah blah. And it was just like yeah, you know, he's making all these great throws. And there's no video of it. No, I mean, we're going to find out soon. Game it's like, next trust year, us. Just like trust us. He can make the throw. Like I want to see his it. first first backhand down the line where he has to plant and fire across the diamond. That's what I want to see. I would <laughs> like, you know, now look, I'm jealous. I wish we had this these problems with our four starter. But what the hell is going on with Marcus Stroman? He won't show up on Twitter. And I just switched sides to the World Baseball Classic. You call me on American a couple podcasts ago. What the hell is that? Why? What did he do? He, he was teams. on Team USA when they yeah, won in 2017. Yeah. And now he's going to play for Puerto Rico because uh, I think his mom is Puerto Rican. But so basically, what I'm hearing is he couldn't make Team USA and he it's made probably, a Puerto Rican team. I think he announced it since last year. Oh. Well, maybe Which they is, told him. So yeah, fuck play. you, Zoe. <laughs> it sounds like a guy didn't make team to me. But <laughs> it could have been. Look at look I at mean, the rotation. Who made the team USA? Oh, he. I would think Team USA's pitching is not great. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they've probably yeah. made it. Maybe. But I mean, Marcus Stroman has exactly been a world beater either on the mound. He was so cool back then. I remember I really wanted the Sox to sign him. Like yep. after like right around that 2017, he's like this guy would fit him perfectly. He's got all this swag. Yeah. So cool. And then he just turned Stop. into like a mediocre jackass. So they got Wainwright. They got Ottavino, Lynn, yeah, Kershaw, Graveman, Nestor, Bednar, Bard. No, Adam. Nestor dropped out. Oh, Nestor dropped out. Yep. Uh, Presley, Rayleigh, Singer. Uh, he's probably better to feel those names. But yeah. he's also, uh, maybe Team USA was like, uh, there's a lot of drama that comes with Stroman. Marcus Stroman is exactly uh, <laughs> the guy that he, that like we all need. Like he was going to be, he, last year he had COVID. 
uh, he was out. I think he had sort of, I don't know if it was, a, I forget what exactly, another injury. So he missed time in the first half. He was bad. First half came back great in the second half. Um, if you follow him on Twitter, I mean, dude loves to tweet. <laughs> sure does. I, he ain't cryptic either. He, he, he's he, he is not cryptic. Yeah, he is well, not cryptic. well there, there was a few cryptic ones that uh, that caused some uh, backlash back in uh, December. Yeah, it's hard and, to uh, hit he, your he wagon may, to Kyrie. Yeah, when he <laughs> may or not have been uh, defending Kyrie Irving. Yeah. But, uh, he wanted to play in San Francisco right after he signed, too. He yeah he cracks yeah. me up. He, he he'll tweet like <laughs> only small-minded people criticize others, which is literally criticizing people who criticize. So it's like it's he, he doesn't understand the irony of some of the circular reasoning he throws out there, and yeah. it's rubbing cup. There now he's starting to. There is a contingent of Cub fans that are starting to kind of get fed up with it. I get it's kind of like I wish he wouldn't say some of the stuff that he does because it seems like every tweet is combative and then he'll post like I I'm above all this shit. And then he gets into like he's mad that some guy with like two followers, you know, called him a bomb or something. Yeah. Well and- that's the other thing. Like Lions shouldn't worry about sheep or whatever. Like Cubs fan 09, 10, 15, 27, 8 was like, you suck. And hey, he, like, yo, 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 don't be it. doxing my burner. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And I had a tweet. I had to put up that Andrew Vaughn picture because I feel like I neglected to do it when we were breaking down his swing. That's right. Well, he went in and put on that pink helmet and went to work this offseason, it looks like. He sure so. did. Oh, by um, the way, and speaking of the adjustments that players make, that is another thing that these projections don't take into account. You right. never know what guys are working on or well, how yeah, that Andrew is Vaughn shows up day play. one with the new swing. It's like, yeah. oh, hey. Uh, because Mike Nelson in the comments asked for you two, who's going to be the Smash Bros.? For the Cubs this year, it is going. I mean, it, uh, say a Suzuki. If I would uh, say Suzuki and Belly, little Suzuki Belly combo. Uh, there, here's my. I gotta pick. see. I gotta see Belly healthy. If he's fully healthy, which Madrigal he could be. And Nico. Uh, it would have to be Nick Madrigal for sure. Oh yeah, look at uh, this. this <laughs> I, I knew. I knew this video was coming today. Oh yeah. That's just a good swing, though. The baby face went Amish. Look at the little Amish facial hair coming down just the sideburns. You and then guys, the You guys have turned me into a Nico Horner guy. Oh, like I'm so glad that oh. all my shit talking. Uh, well, it's kind of backfired because he's they're both on the team now. But all my Nico Horner is better than Nick Madrigal talk from back in 2018 and 19 and 20 is paying off, baby. Big time. You were right. That was, yep. I'll give him that. Nico Horner. Nico's good, dude. Nico Horner's so good. Nico's good. I refuse to Nico is PA, but he's a guy. And Mitch, you talked about how, you know, the, the one thing you love about Andrew Vaughn is the constant adjustments. And I feel that Nico Horner on both sides, defensively and offensively, has been doing the same every offseason, uh, trying to get better. Because, um, like, uh, after he came up, like, he was a ground ball machine. I mean, he still hits the ball a lot on the ground. But he's you can already see, like, him doing little things, going to different places, seeking different advice, try to add more power to his swing. So I, I, expect, uh, I expect another solid year for Nico Horner. Yeah, I was going to say that ain't Bollinger. How does he look? Whoa, let's go. Miguel Amaya, big year coming up for him. After He's his a big injuries. power guy, isn't he? He was supposed to be the heir apparent uh, behind the plate. And I yeah, I mean, he he's still lined up. He can still be the guy because there's nobody else. <laughs> point. That, that's a pretty fucking sturdy swing right there, though. No, that, dude, that dude can hit. Here we go. 
Bellinger in the smaller batting cage than yeah, this Andy is Bellinger. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't even have to look at. Bell. I mean, what 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 troubles Bellinger isn't anything to do with his swing. It's the it's the no. it's that muscle between his ears, and if he gets that thing right, lay he's off the just fine. Lay off the weed. Ah, just kidding. Actually, he needs to smoke more weed. Yeah, I think I'm I'm with more smoke, more weed. But uh, so say Suzuki. I'm gonna go with Swanson because I think I mean Swanson. The one thing he does, he hits the ball in the air. Does he hit a lot of home runs? Yes. Not he's usually. Like 25 last year. Swanson? Last year. Okay. No, he's he had- done it. He's hit more than he. Well, 2020 was a short year. I think 2021 he hit 25 or 26. Last year he hit 25. He changed his swing back in 2020. So he he he, he used hit. to be a ground ball machine, there and now right he's up. his launch angle went way up. Yeah, that's why he strikes out a lot. But. He hit 27 in 2021, and he hit 22 in 2020. Uh, hit 25 in 2022. And then how many yeah. did he hit in 2020? I think he had like 10. 10. 10. And how many games? Yeah, that's respectable for six. Yeah, games. so like, yeah, he, he would have been on pace games. for like twenty five. Yeah, six times. That's time. You know, times uh, a little bit less than three. So yeah, he'd, he'd have been around twenty five. Oh, and seventeen and twenty five. I mean, his weird thing to me is it's so strange that his like the those other value stats, despite hitting twenty seven home runs or twenty five home runs, how is your WRC plus so low still? And I, I guess we look at it can't be like the same as wisdom because wisdom is we see that a high that's a little higher than it should be, and he's miserable but there it is so strange that some of those other stats come back so low um well like he doesn't i don't think he walks war. a lot like how do you hit 27 homers and have a 2.7 offensive war like oof because he doesn't walk a lot uh strikes yeah. out a lot he did steal 18 bases last year too okay let's talk about this guys the bases base gate yep. God. <laughs> i am gonna of- bet this, do it responsibly I'm gonna bet like every, every as many overs on stolen bases as I can this year. But didn't what, what, did really... the dude do a video like how the bases technically are still ninety feet apart? Well, no, no, not not that though. The 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 pitch clock, the balk rules. The balk you know, rules, Kevin, you, can, then, you can get into it with the, the, the balk rules. The pickoff limitations. The pickoff limits. That's the biggest thing to me is because once you use your two pickoff attempts, go I'm fucking gone. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority here. Not to mention, well, by the I'm way, they're making a big deal about the big bases. I honestly don't give a shit. Like, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm a not. Bigger. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't really You know care. what? The I think this was brought up by uh, one of the guys in our White Sox chat, Steve. How I think he made a good point. I think there's going to be more base hits because the bases are bigger. Where like balls I'm are just going to hit off the bases. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. That's, okay. Not people. not like a lot like, more. That's not going to be. You'll see it more often. You're going to see it every once in a while, but that's not going to be like a thing. Like. Oh. They're just right. pinballing everywhere, man. But I agree with you, Mitch. <laughs> I don't think the big bases are that big of a deal. Hopefully, it, it reduces guys getting their ankles stepped on. That's and, good. You're gonna, there's a six inch difference, but that could make the difference in a couple of fractional plays. Six oh man, I mean, a lot of that's a lot of difference. Um, a lot. Speak for yourself. You said it was a good <laughs> size. Um, <laughs> but the other thing, though, is, and Josh Nelson at Sox Machine brought this up, and I didn't even think about this aspect of it, <laughs> is uh, how it's going to affect how quick second base and shortstop can get to turn two. Yes. Yeah. A lot of safety. You know I mean? like, there's it's safety just, there. Yeah, there's safety there, but also there. But the bigger rule changes to me is the the bulk rules, the the pickoff attempt rules, the pitch clock, the no shift. Like the bigger bases, 
I think is more of a safety thing than anything. But yeah, I mean, my biggest concern that I have with the pitch clock also is, and it, it affects obviously base stealing as well. When you roll everything into it, you get a larger bag, you get a minimum or a maximum amount of pick attempts, and then you have a pitcher that's on a pitch clock. You know, one of the most important things that a base runner can do, especially against a pitcher coming out of the stretch, is to get their timing down to to know. You know, uh, we we you know like whatever you know we do UNLV, which is you, you're basically going U N L V, and some pitchers literally get into that thing where they're they come set, and so when you're trying to time a pitcher and you, that pitcher maybe sees that they've only got four or five seconds left on that clock, you know that at 15 you can break right. because they have to deliver the baseball. So that's gonna that's Good point. you're gonna be able to jump some routes a little bit here with with the the usage of that if so pitchers are going to have to literally get get the ball back and get on that rubber and get ready to go because if they take too long those guys are going to be able to jump the snap easily and, and that, that. that's a good point and then the other thing and i meant to bring it up last week and i forgot but this is a perfect time for it i cannot wait for the first pitcher to throw a pitch like a half a second after the clock expires and some dude puts it 450 feet in the center field and they're like no that didn't count <laughs> do, do it after the pitch clock and it's gonna be like i just can't wait till the uh enough. world series is decided on a, a subjective did he make the did he beat, beat the yeah like an not? automatic ball that walks yeah. a guy and puts a guy in scoring position and then uh-huh. you have to I, I didn't Almost like, like a, a holding call on a, a pass uh, a super bowl oh, i game. love it i, love I didn't it. like call position player rule where they oh. can't pitch anymore unless it's like so I, I that's like that half role. the reason you stay at a this half the reason you stay during a blow up you want to watch la tortuga pitch or whoever <laughs> That's half the fun. We are going to watch some scrub come out of the bullpen again. We are on opposite sides of that one, bud. I I, I think it's know. fun. You know, I want another Yerman gate. And we can't have that if we like Tanner Banks is coming out of the bullpen in the blowout. I think yeah. some of it has to do with just the preservation of the integrity of the stats. To be honest, that, I mean, well, yeah, I think that's a big thing. Look at Hall of Fame and and the NP, MVP awards, and you got a guy that maybe hit five checks because he got to face like four shortstops or the, you know backup catchers that wanted to to you know go out there with an eight run lead. I don't that's know. It's actually a pretty funny mental image <laughs> check. You know how like. Yeah. Managers like to pull the base out and throw it. It's gonna look like a dude like, "Hey, it's a me, Mario," throwing like a pizza box or some shit. Like he just falls backwards with it instead. If that happens, I need someone like uh, Soxwood or someone that's good with uh, Photoshop to put like the Mario theme song, like dun, 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 like over or something. They needed that for the Rihanna halftime show with all the levels going up and down. That's what that reminded me. Someone did, yeah. Someone did the Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, those they got to Photoshop the, the classic like Italy pizza box on the yes, base. Like <laughs> yes, Chicago. Yeah, that's funny as shit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's the manager be... falls over trying to pick it up. He like loses his balance. He gets like a hernia one. trying to pick up his big ass. <laughs> oh my ass. Oh, God. oh my nuts! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dusty Baker had to be carted off the field. <laughs> right. Up <laughs> <the> second base. <laughs> But uh, I'm so there's a lot of people I've already seen a, a bunch of tweets like it's ruining the game, blah 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 blah. I look at it more as like adapt or die. You know, I know there's the integrity of the game, and I understand that and I respect that, but they're also trying to market it to a younger crowd who has the attention span of a yellow lab. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. this is going to speed up the game. It's going to, you know, and it's obviously for player safety reasons with regards to the larger base. And 
it's not like they're just doing this on a whim. They've been testing this in the minor leagues now for a couple of years. I was going to say, because like, yeah, and I think it, the pitch clock especially like was heavily enforced, like or strictly enforced, and like the ball four and the strike calls if if like the batter was in the batter box in the batter's box. Um, obviously, at first everybody hates it because it's a new thing. Like it's yeah. completely different well, from what you've just, known your entire that's, life. That's the Twitter way. Anything yeah, but but I'm saying like play, players wise, I think when you like hear some of the minor leaguers talking about it, like after a while, they're like, yeah, no, this is great actually. Like well, here's my... that, that's that's kind of the vibe I get from the players who went through it at AAA. I just I look at this though, and we're talking about growing the game, but all these rule changes, especially over the last like three four years. How has ratings go from 14 million, you know, an 8.1 share, you know, with ratings, and it's down to a 6.1? It's all these rule changes haven't changed the game and brought and in an audience. Who watches baseball generally? It's the older yeah, the older crowd. people start to die more. Kevin. Rule changes are driving away the older crowd that it's like, well, it's not the game. I I'll tell you what, they don't aren't watching the game for the other reason too. Like I'm done with all the rule changes. I know a lot of friends that don't watch it anymore, and they're. I think they're older. And, like I, just, I mean, it all comes to a, a you, can over minority. you can over tinker. I'm going to say for like a White Sox Tigers game in fucking April, if that goes two hours because of a pitch, good with I it. I don't mind pitch clock. I don't mind pitch clock at all. Oh, yeah. What I don't, the best games I ever what, went to early Chris Dallas because it was an hour and like 30 minutes. It was great. I, I think they're going to create a monster, though. And you want your, you know, because I feel like Major League Baseball hates pitchers. You get pitchers working fast. You get pitchers in a rhythm. I know that there are a lot of good pitchers that are pretty decent that work slow, but those guys, I can assure you, probably would actually improve if they were working faster. The treat Steve Traxel pitchers, the the human rain delays, success in that with that kind of pacing is is never really frequent anyway and consistent. I think it's going to make some of these pitchers that were actually kind of like maybe not buying into moving a little bit quicker. I mean, cause you want to do to get the ball and get going. I, I as a right. pitching coach, I want that every day out. I want you to get the ball, get back up there, get fucking going. Let's go. Helps you know, the defense too. your absolutely. defense is more engaged because yeah, absolutely. So you, there's going to be, you know, I mean, in, inadvertently to help drive offense and speed things up or whatever, whatever they do, it could inadvertently help increase a little bit more of the pitching dominance at the Fuck same yeah, time. Jack. Hell yeah. Um, well, which rule, Fids, do you consider over tinkering? Stupid fucking tiebreaker. The Ghost Runner was never going away. I know it's stupid. It's literally was. It's a. It's a thing that's been used in the club ball circuit to help speed up a game. If there's multiple games on the field afterwards, and they have to like, they got to use the field before midnight. Like right. that's what it's for. It's to speed up tournament play and in round robin stuff, not regular game stuff, but in the round robin format. That's all it's been used for. The fact that this thing is now a Major League Baseball thing, A, shows that the club ball scene has finally caught up with Major League Baseball, as a bunch of us predicted back in the day, because you know the club ball circuit really blew up in the early 2000s and became as big a racket as, as any kind of amateur thing that you could deal with in sports. And now those guys are all adults now. And so the, the league, you know, those guys, a lot of these guys in the show, they've played with that tiebreaker because they played 8,000 fucking club ball games in tournaments the whole time where they were younger, in ball, you know, in high school and amateur years. And so... You know, I mean, it's familiar to them. It's just it it, it takes away from a, again. It, there, there's got to be a better way because it's it just maybe you know I don't mind maybe if you push it to like the 13th or 14th inning, but I just uh, it's I I don't I, I just don't like it. I just I, I, mean, I hated it when it came out, but I think as long as you don't do it in the postseason, 
Like, I didn't mind it. I actually thought there's a lot of unique strategy to it. Do we try and bunt him over yeah. here? How's the defense playing? Do we intentionally walk the first guy to get the double play? So I actually kind of enjoyed that aspect of it. And you never felt like – it felt like you always needed, like, two runs to kind of, like, feel safe. Because even if the other team scored, it's like, well, we're starting the next inning with a guy in second base. We still got a chance. I, I actually enjoyed yeah. it a lot more than I thought initially. If the alternative – The most exciting thing I've ever – one of the most exciting things I've ever seen in a baseball diamond was in that playoff – or that, that tiebreaker format – because I had this meathead pitcher that I loved very much, but he was he was a total meathead. He in, in that situation, he ended up walking the bases loaded. He walked the first two guys he faced, and I went up to talk to him, and he's like, "Got it." And all of a sudden, he dropped down, started going submarine. He literally threw eleven pitches, didn't not a single barrel touch the baseball, and he was back on the dugout. I'm like, "That's awesome, man." He goes out for this next inning, does it again, walks the bases loaded, and this time he punches the dudes out again with twelve pitches, doesn't touch a single bat after he had loaded the bases with nobody out. Like, it's it, it was exciting. That I, said, uh, it also yeah. is just... Right. If like the alternative talk. is a game ending in a tie, give me the Ghost Runner all day. Agreed I there. remember... So I remember when the rule first came in, and then, you know, it stayed around, and it's going to stay around, uh, I think, now. Uh, it, yeah, it ain't going Permanently. Around. I remember, the, like, much of the thought... And I think at first I agreed. It was like, man, but, like, it wasn't it so much fun, you know, watching a game that would go into the 16th inning... You know, it was one in the morning. You're still up watching it. Like, what a cool thing, right? Because, like, it wouldn't happen all the time. Right. But, like, so when it did, it felt like, oh, this is unique. Like, this, like, what I'm watching is, like, maybe there's only, like, a few other people that can relate to, relate to it. Like, I'm up, they're up, whatever. At the same time, I think a lot of that is just nostalgic. Right. Because, like, much of that, when I think about it anyway, it was like, yeah, I was a kid. And it was like, yeah, fuck school. I don't care. I'm going to stay up. Who cares if I'm like sleepy at school? But you Party know, podcast. or podcast. So, but so, <laughs> I don't think I'll be like staying up until two in the morning. And then, you know, you're, you have to wake up at six to Actually, go to work. I wouldn't <laughs> mind it right now because I'm up sometimes with the kids. So it'd be pretty dope if you woke me up at midnight. And I was like, oh shit, the socks are in the 18th. Let's go. <laughs> Although you say that though, but with those regular, like with the regular life games too, it does, it does force managers to not overmanage too in a lot of situations because they know they have to keep their bench, you know, stocked in, in case of emergency. And it, it allows starters to play. And again, look at, look at how baseball goes. We're pulling starting pitchers in the fifth inning. Yep. You know, we're, you know, it, it, it we're, you know, you're using five pitchers before the ninth inning routinely on a normal night. That's not, I mean, that's, but that's they're, making, they're making other rules to fix that now. Because yeah. now th I this do like that, the minimum to... batter space rule. That was a good one when they added that one. I, I you have to face the face the three or yeah. finish the three or whatever. I like that. The the like the Tampa Bay Rays of just like them minutes. having like a whole bunch of pitchers on the roster, yeah, awesome. and they get to use like six seven guys. Like that's not going to happen anymore because, uh, you know, MLB it was supposed to happen, but with all the COVID stuff and like you know the health thing or health, you know, these guys weren't fully prepared. But at the beginning of the season. Teams are going to have a 26-man roster. You can only have 13 pitchers maximum. You can't be carrying that extra one or two reliever. You And like Mitch, you mentioned the, the, the player position rule now going away. Yep. Like that's another yep. thing. We're like managers now. Managers can't just be like, well, okay, I get to save my guys. Go out there. Uh, you're mean Mercedes. Go pitch an yep. inning. But they did that in conjunction with this international tiebreaker rule. So they don't need as many pitchers because it's going to be decided because they have the game, the new finish to the game that is going to inevitably force, you know, save arms. Part of it is to save arms in the first place. So, I mean, right. that, that's like cutting off 
you know, this end of the hose, but adding to this end of the hose. And then I think you can limit the times that you send down guys like up and down to the miners. I mean, yeah, there's, there's and they did that to Jason. That was terrible. Deep down, I think the real reason I like it is because when little Mitch is watching a game or we'd be at the park and we go to extra innings, my parents be like, oh, it's a school night. We got to go. And you're trying to get him to stay like one more inning, one more. Well, then by the 15th inning, like, you know, it's already 1030 at night. And they're like, all right, we got to go. I was like, no, I want to stay one more with the guy in second. I'm thinking back my younger days, like, well, you know, I could probably stay for the full game. Wouldn't have to worry about leaving her. Agreed, because the absolute worst feeling, it's only happened to me once in my entire life, but when you decide to leave and you get in your car and you see the fireworks go off. Yeah. And you turn on the radio real quick and it's like, oh, and blah, 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 just hit a home run. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> but I'm, I'm really curious to see how the rules change. And so... And then it's done, you know, yeah, sell I mean, make it work. I mean, make it work. And, you know, if it looks great during the season, cool. Then, you know, we'll get over it. And I'll be old man, you know, ranting at the crowd cloud. That's I'm fine with being wrong. By the way, then, if you, if you do want one singular person uh, to blame, I think you can, I, I don't know if he, if he's the guy or one of the guys. Buster Posey. But, I know. I, oh wait. No, 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 but no. all these changes, the recent ones have started with Theo Epstein kind of overseeing. He was on MLB like, network today. Yeah, he like he's been like the leading guy and like, all right, what can we change? So if you do hate it, you can direct your hate towards uh, Theo. Well, he, Theo. I can't wait till they water. bring. Oh. I can't wait till they bring dance offs for Ty's go to, going to the runner. Like instead of Ty, <laughs> you dance off. I want a dance off. We can a rating system and the bleep, you you get everyone in the fan. You know, you have a button you can push to to vote who won. Safer out. Let's go. Um, so position players officially report on Monday. So we'll get a lot more of that. Uh, Ian in the comments says, German is yoked on the comeback trail again. Oh, I that's right. That, I saw that. I think that shit's Photoshopped as hell. But <laughs> I haven't seen it. Wait, wait. Do you have it? <laughs> it looks like he, just, he just posted Muslim like man? a... Hold on. It was just him it. flexing on Instagram. So I remember the one time he was posting like the shirtless photo. He's like chugging like a bottle of booze. And he's got the no, thing no. <laughs> hanging out. Here. Let me share my screen. He's down 20 pounds. Up muscle. I this, forget what else the the caption something said. about this looks very photoshopped to me. Let's see if he's got any pictures. Oh no! If it's the picture that it's the oh, picture. Yeah, there's no shot. No. <laughs> shot. <laughs> no shot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go to his. Go to the next picture. Go to the Valentine's. If you're on his Instagram, the next I'm picture not. is his Valentine's Day picture of yeah. him kneeling down in front of his house and not swelling up like that. No, he's been eating lots of pizzas. Look at that weight. This is so there's no way. Like I'm, I've been no, trying to find like, movies together. where you could see like, but this line's a little bent. But if you lost that much weight in the offseason, there's no way you'd have that much fat on your face still. <laughs> like, get him, Mitch. Damn, that's Photoshop. I'm all for fat people, but you know, <laughs> like, I'm not like fat shaming here. But yeah. I mean, come on, don't you be fat pretend you're skinny. Here you go. Hold up. Let me show you. You'll see. You'll see. Put that on a shirt. I'm there's no, uh, don't fear, don't fear the Reaper here, because uh, oh, it won't yeah, let me. Give me a break. Look at this. Yeah. That that's this is like within days of each other, and so this is just, just zoom zoom in, Kevin. Zoom in. Uh, how do I do this? There's a zoom. Here, actually, stop sharing, Kevin. I got a, a good one to back up your story. Oh, okay. So this kid tweeted this picture on February eighth. And tell me that other picture is not photoshopped. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, guys, he's pushing his boobs together. Like he's like, 
He's, yeah, but it's just the, the waist, dude. The weight. Like, the arms, I think, yeah. Maybe it's is that like, that's oh, yeah, yeah. so fake. We're not disrespecting your thick king here, Treasy. We're actually no. just pointing out that he is still a thick king. He ain't no He has a, a very healthy core. He's we'll disrespecting say. the thick king status by photoshopping his waist to a size zero. Yeah, he looks like he skipped yeah, he's skipped legs. He's not embracing the thick king, and that's a problem. That's yeah. not the Yerminator I know that had a burger named after him. He's using that lieutenant Instagram. Is that, is he's using that technology. I hope so. That burger was delicious. It was so damn good. What? You had one? Yeah. I would go I'm there not. almost like I had it once, and then that would be like my pregame spot, like three games in a row until they I lost. Heard, I heard they served it with a side of hate. No, it was delicious. What you mean is doing? I had it there a little while. What you mean is doing to the thick boy community is what like five seven guys uh, do when they say they're five nine. Yeah. That's like, like a admit, admit what you are. Andrew admit what you are. It's like a bald guy being like, "Yeah, I'm one of you. I'm proud to be bald." And then he goes gets a toupee the next year. <laughs> like that's that's what that is. Bald brother. Yeah. Um, anything outside of uh, Cubs camp? You guys want? Oh, to discuss? your boy, your boy, Cody Hughes. Shoot. Had Tommy John surgery Is last March, but he's on the mound. Bullpen session on good. Oh, speaking of which, that's a so apparently Garrett Crochet. We're looking at May. Mm-hmm. We're looking at May. Yeah, that's, it sounds like that's the same plan with Hewer and with yeah. Kyle. Yeah. They're going to start on the IL. Then they can start heating it up a little bit. They're going to give them a little bit of extra time, and and probably they're kind of shortening their season for them a little bit too because they are coming back from whatever they're coming back from. Yeah. Are, are we talking eliminate- about? The same cootie here, who's most famous for unfollowing Beef Loaf on Twitter. Oh, uh, no. Probably. I, I mean, like Beef Loaf would be way over 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason Beef took so long to get over 10,000. It, it would have been one closer. But yep. By the way, I yeah. think you're a crochet guy, though, too. I mean, I liked him when he came out to Renegade. Yeah, you hear the bullpen open, and they start playing sticks. It's was like, yes, I like this guy. And then he goes 100. So, like, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Rob Tanner said he looked filthy when, they were, he's, when he started ramping up. He said it was about um, me. He's obviously been seeing that, but Tanner's at 97. He's, he's talking about who. Yeah. Yeah. I've been saying ever since Kyle Hendricks has been down, and like there was talk about him getting back on the mound uh, during the offseason, uh, and then just like his working pro or his throwing program to try to get back on track. If the Cubs get anything out of Kyle Hendricks this year, I think is a plus. I don't. I don't feel too great about. I feel like they're it's, talking it's about shoulder. him like post mortem. Like it feels like they talk about him like he's already retired. Yeah, like he hasn't it, been pitching. Like he hasn't. He, been retired. he, yeah, he was pitching poorly. He had a shoulder injury. Came back from it or tried to come back from it. Wasn't a hundred percent. And then he didn't pitch all of the second half in 2022. Uh, and again, he's not going to be ready for opening day. It looks like maybe, maybe in May for Kyle Hendricks. Uh, not looking too great, but Cubs still have some options for the fifth starter. Mm-hmm. So not like if this was like last year, I would have been like, shit. shit. But this year, there's there's a couple guys you can get excited about. Yeah, because about. you guys went out and signed a pitcher that didn't have behavioral red flags. and Two. Calculated risk. Two. Yeah. And they signed them after. God damn it. <sighs> fucking on. Hey, at least we got Andrew Benintendi. We've been yeah, targeting Benny. him for a while. Yeah, the one thing that people don't talk about with Benintendi a lot is the noodle for an arm he has. And I don't know why, but it just bugs me when I think about him out there. 
he's he a defensive just, upgrade over what we had last. Oh, he can catch the ball, which being able to catch a ball on the fly. Yeah, let's be honest, upgrade, left field but... noodle arms better than a right fielder with noodle arms. Right. So you're going to have a noodle arm. Left field's a spot to do it. You're going to catch a lot more fly balls in the gap and down that's the line. True. No, and that's fine. Oh, something about the noodle arm fucking drives me nuts. Arr. Maybe he's going to come in with the best shape of his life in his arm. Oh, he definitely is, without a doubt. Um, do a lot of band work. You guys got anything else, or is it time to talk Daytona? Daytona time. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing. <laughs> NASCAR minute. With I'm actually minute. missing qualifying right now to do the podcast. So Son you know, you, guys, you, you feel feel honored because biggest race of the simulcast year, time. You know. so put it on the simulcast though. Oh, um, I'll tell you, happy news today. Despite all the Clevenger news, I was typing up an article. All the press. My guy Dana Suarez got an extension at Trackhouse, so he's going to be at the house for the near future, which I like. Now, since there's not much to talk about, qualifying's going on tonight. This is what I would challenge all of you listening at home. Right, looking at you, listener on YouTube. You should go to a NASCAR race this year. If you're a Sox fan, you're down in the dumps all the time. The team's constantly kicking you in the balls. You know, your self-esteem is probably pretty low. There's nothing more empowering than going to a race and being surrounded by morons where you're like the only one with a high school degree there. It makes you feel really good about yourself. So, you know, and you can bring your own booze in, bring like a 30 rack in. They don't care. Save a bunch of money there. It's a great time. It's a great time. Watching some cars turning left. I mean, you can't beat it. I, I'm telling you, there's going to be a race in Chicago. You get a concert out of it, too. You get to see the Black Crows, two races. I know it's like a little expensive, but um, Kansas, they got one. At any location you're at, they race all around the United States. Go to a local track near you. It'll be the best. I mean, I'm telling you, it's a great time. Join the bandwagon. Watch some NASCAR. That's my message to you. I like it. I like the soft music playing. Oh, I forgot the... I this forgot. Padres pitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. He's Sorry. Mitch, I'm going to... I'm going to go on our... Uh, I have a, a subscription to a, a, a generic track for commercial use. Thing and I'm going to find you a perfect small, like undercurrent song for the NASCAR minute while you're actually doing your speech. So you'll have even like, you'll have some epic, like it'll sound like Pirates of the Caribbean, I hope, but is what I'm really thinking. Yeah. yeah. Next, next NASCAR minute, don't want to build up the hype, but you know, Daytona, it's going to be electric. You're going to want to be there. You know, we've had to tone it down during the off season. We've been struggling for ideas. We've been doing trivia and shit. NASCAR minute's officially back next week. What's with the, the final take banner on the bottom, although, do you do that? I don't know, I'm just looking at random ones that have been. All right, I was gonna say, yeah, what are we? Biggest in March fifth. March fifth. Huh? Is this fucking Jerry Springer? Oh jeez. What was this one about? Each other. Kevin James <laughs> White, Sox. White Sox. It was a day that ended in Y. <laughs> um, oh, buds. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, we have a merch store. We keep forgetting to fucking talk about it. Go buy merch. Yeah. Boom. Advertisement. Yeah. Mm hmm. Where is that? Oh, there's that other looks one. Looks like Kramer with that cup there, though. Hey, G double N. Yeah. Go.
go by. Well, cup, it'll be as loose as a goose. It'll be our it's little a, secret. It's a solid cup. <laughs> um, you guys got anything else? <laughs> Buy merch. That's a great one right there. We should just leave that up the whole fucking show. Subtle Brazzers logo on the top right there. <laughs> yeah. The the one the other good news from like day one of spring training. Normally we hear like you know last year we heard the Cody Hur, uh Tommy John and other injuries. No no injuries announced. Day one spring training. Good. Eloy yeah. didn't get hurt coming off the plane, baby. <laughs> Not the case for the Yankees. Oh, that's right. That's what I'm talking about. You, yep. There's always guys who get injured during the offseason, and then they so, come to camp. Yeah, Montas basically might miss the season. Yeah? Mm, Rough. Yikes. And then they traded away like a good starting pitcher last year, the Cardinals, Jordan Montgomery. So yep. that depth isn't looking too good now. And you got Nestor Cortez missing the World Baseball Classic because he felt something pop. Oh, oh, wait, that's why he dropped? Oh, no. Yeah, and he's resting it. He doesn't think it's that serious. He thinks he'll be good to go, but he's out of the WBC. And then, you know, you have terrified of Lance Lynn heading down there. Anti-White Sox in the WBC. I'm going to be watching. It's going to be electric. That is just false. I will (laughs) punch the screen if you put that up again. That is false. Wait, so you're the hat guy. What was your favorite hat of the group that got released? Well, first of all, if you live in Chicago, do not wear the Netherlands or (laughs) the Team Israel hats. Don't, don't, don't do that. You you will get shot in the face. Um, they're the all pretty standard. Cool. Yeah, I mean they're all pretty standard. Dominican Republic's pretty dope. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm partial. The U.S. one looks good. No, it doesn't, dude. It looks like shit. Come on. No, I, I want to get it. one so bad. I, yeah, I don't no, mind it. dude. Come on. I don't mind it. Pull it up. Pull up the U. The Somebody Mexico one. It perfectly. It's like, it's like, I like the Mexico one. It looks like clip art. Like, are we allowed to like the China hat? Because that's, that that's what I was wondering, too. Kevin. Because it looks cool. China, but, like, cool. It's, China. It's, cool. it's China. China. It's cool though. China. You can't deny it. It is. Uh, it looks cool. Oh yeah. Some of the hats are like straight up goobers. The kind of dudes are like, "Hello, welcome here." Now I am here from Norway. That's I'm, wait. Is that right? Australia's got a dope hat. I like Australia. Yeah, that's I like Australia's look. Um, Puerto Rico's is, cool. is pretty cool. I don't know why. I really like the Mexico one. That's what I was saying too. Yeah, like, I think that, that's. I cool like one. the colors and that that M is pretty dope. I, uh, the Team Israel hat is uh, so that can't that's wear that. Like, no, nope. yeah, you, you're, you're only it's a limited audience for that. Um, but it's a uh, same with Netherlands. Can't wear the Netherlands. It's a shame because that one's actually kind of cool. Yep, can't wear it. You probably wear it in Missouri. You'll be all right. Yeah, it's true. Um, the Italy, the form, Italy though. eye looks hilarious. That's just the worst one. That is the worst one. <laughs> Cuba and Italy is just come on. I think the Japan J is actually Cuba, the same. That's Cuba's the same game. We had a Judson that that Japan J was our Judson hat. I think in the nineties. The Cuba hat's bu- brutal. Like the what is it? Mexico, Colombia, Venezuela. Venezuela's. I like Venezuela's. I like Great Britain. And Japan. I don't. Know. I don't know. They're all kind of just. Like, I don't US, know. I wanted US more than the worst. Hat. No, they definitely don't have the worst hat. The worst hat, I think, the worst, is Cuba. But that's very underwhelming. Uh, the Great Britain hat, though, I don't think I would purchase just because it looks like Green Bay. Wanker. Uh, yeah. uh, Nicaragua's hat kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, it's just like the Italy. Just with the Yeah, name. Puerto Rico. <laughs> so I like... I like Puerto Rico's. I like the Australia hat, the China hat, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Venezuela... Dominican Republic. Canada's not bad either. You got the whole maple leaf going on there. Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm trying to find the old one. I just don't mind the U.S. hat at all. I mean, I would rock it. I want this. It's all right. I want this. Walmart level. This is the one I want. I want to bring this back. And and God bless um, Shane Mack. Shane Mack, a guy that actually used to come to baseball camp here. But this is a beaut. I want this hat back. Oh, shit, yeah. That is cool. I want that. There you go. That's better. Just give me that whole uniform. That's I love that hat. Like that's the that's the that's the what eighty four summer games. Yeah, but again, as a public service announcement to maybe some of those in the suburbs <laughs> that go to Chicago for work and stuff like that, do not buy the Netherlands hat and do not buy the Israel hat. Don't do it. There's one thing I can't tolerate. It's intolerant for other people's cultures and the Dutch. I don't speak freaky deaky Dutch. Uh, yeah, uh, don't wear those hats. I guarantee those hats are claimed already. And uh, yeah, don't do that. Um, oh, here, Theo's exact quote on MLB tonight about the new rules. It's going to bring back the premium on athleticism, on range, on diving plays. That's got to be about the shift. But is Theo going bald? Oh, I mean, Theo, I mean, nothing makes me feel older than seeing Theo age, Jed Hoyer age. I'm like, wait, wait I remember you guys having more hair. It looks like the hairline's looking good, but the, yeah, the party no, in the yeah, back's disappearing a little bit. Yeah. Party's over. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. She talked to All Joey right. Logano. <laughs> or That's why he always wore a hat because he had alopecia. And now he's with the hair club for men. Or Carlos Boozer. Around without a head. Everyone's Carlos Boozer's out. got a good spray guy for that. <laughs> um, you guys got anything else, though? Need a shoe polish, too. You just put a ball on this bad boy, and I can go get a third cup of booze. Mm. <laughs> hey, um, all right. Go buy merch. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Sorry for getting serious on y'all earlier. Oh. Yumper and Swole this weekend, and the uh, Sports Bums, they're doing the live broadcast or the live show together at. Wiener Circle. So, shout out. Oh, be before we sign off, any news on our news? All right. Well, stay tuned. We possibly could have some. We're just waiting to confirm things, but we should have. If some it comes news. through, it'll be cool. I'll if be it comes through, Mitch is going to need a new pair of shorts. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> so for Mitch, Fizz, and Aldo, I'm Zo. You guys take it easy. We'll talk to you guys next week. Rebuild of the favorites, we here for the latest South side or the north side, not tuned to the greatest Home team for the home teams, both sides got our own rings On the mound or the long ball, but we don't put the wrong strings Yeah, <laughs> it's that time of the year now Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we here now New show with a new mood, discussions and interviews Straight rumors that might be, this is Pinwheels and Knife Yeah, this is what you waiting for, yeah can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season make it all change. Every season make it all change. Take me out to the ball game.